Hello, Rebel Souls. Welcome back to the Rebel Rising podcast with me, your host, Katie. Today, I am joined by a very special friend of mine who we've probably known each other for approximately two years, I would say, at this stage. She has had me on her podcast numerous times, and now it is my turn to be the host for Alexi McKinley. Hey! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. So I would love you to start with just a bit of introduction. I'm going to give a brief of what I think and then let you crack on into your wonderful journey. So Alexi and I met a couple of years ago and you were doing marketing, marketing programs, PR, all the things. And you went viral on TikTok and became this TikTok fucking superstar. No. And you've <laughs> almost a have a million followers. I know. I'm kind of plateauing. It's incredible. Incredible growth. And you've always been the most real and raw and just say it how it is person, which you know that I absolutely jam with that. So that's why I wanted to invite you on today to talk about your journey and yeah, hear all your beautiful wisdom and all the jokes and laughs and all the love that we can we can get into as well. So if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your journey so far. Yes, I'm Alexi McKinley. Um, I, see, this part always feels awkward for me because I'm like, I don't know. I'm a, many things. I have an Airbnb business. I have two kids, so I'm a mom. Um, I'm married, so I'm a wife. And I also do consulting and educating um, around PR and marketing. So different kinds of strategies to get your business more visible. Um, but then I also do influencer shit and I post links and affiliates and I show like lifestyle content. And I also share very publicly my acne journey, which I have dealt with since I was a teenager. And this last September, it got really bad, which is the virality that Katie is talking about. Mm. That was kind of crazy. It was again, like 400,000 people in my audience in like 60 days. <laughs> I was like, what? And so now I remember just, watching. I was like, oh my God, she's going up and up and up and up. I was messaging and I was like, oh my God, what is going on? I know. I It was something I never thought was possible. Like it's the things that you kind of watch and you're like, wow, like the Alex Earl effect. But like feeling just a little bit of that was just insane. And luckily most of it was positive, but I still got the haters that come out but you know it's my goal being there and sharing that side of me is to help young women feel more empowered to own their skin because at the end of the day it's not something that we can really control so we just have to live with it we have to own it and we have to do what's best for us and figure out different ways that are we want to treat it that work for us you know I don't know it's it's I feel like it just the reason why the exponential growth happened was because I don't think that there had been a voice like that in the space. So it was really cool to be able to have that effect on people. And with the hate on, on TikTok, tell, tell us a bit about that. The haters. Yes. Um, well, people I've learned through life project their bullshit onto you. So, I mean, they can really be anything from like them telling me that I'm trying to make myself have acne essentially so I can have like something to talk about. Like I'm not an interesting human, like whatever, you know, um, or that like I'm taking Accutane secretly to clear my acne 
or, you know, telling me like, I look like Freddy Krueger or a troll. I don't know. It's just like, it's fucking like bullshit. Like really, you can't find anything else. You know, like, what about my character? It's always about appearance. And it's, it's, it's just bullshit. Like if people don't like you because of the things that you have to say, your acne, the way you look, the way you show up, then like, fuck them. Like, wh- why would you want to be around someone that you can't be your full, truest, expressive self with? So those kind of people, like, honestly, they just drive my engagement. And that's kind of what you have to tell yourself is like, this is going to drive my engagement. They are helping me in the algorithm. They're sending me to more people. And just remember at the end of the day, like you have to take care of yourself first because putting yourself out there in that way is so much pressure, like so much pressure to perform. Like once I hit that number of, I would say like 300,000 followers, I was like, okay, like now I have this platform that like people are watching me and they are looking for guidance and advice. And like, in a way I felt like a community leader to my audience, which is in theory what I am. And I'm like, how am I going to like lead by example? Because I know that we can't force anybody to change or be a certain type of way, but we can lead by example and we can do what's right first and pave the way and show other people how it's done. Like just because other people did it poorly before you doesn't mean you can't do it differently for the people for you, behind you, before, you know, like that motivational speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. After. So it's, it's all a mindset. Like haters are going to hate. They're going to drive your engagement. And you know what? Let your haters pay your bills. Then I don't know. Like you have to just, you have to be so sure of yourself. You have to know what you're there for. Mm -hmm. Stand behind that mission and root yourself down in it and just keep going. I heard a quote on the full swing uh, Netflix series yesterday. He said, a winner is a loser who never quit. And I'm like, we're all freaking losers. Come on, like, just keep going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, when you were saying there about, you know, the um, TikTok haters, like people coming on, and they don't actually realize that they're actually helping you. They've just got this incredibly sad little life that they have to comment on someone else's appearance. And it baffles me why people do that for a start and set up these, you know, strange accounts to do that and go out after people. But it is always appearance. And we're out there then trying to teach our children, you know, to be body positive and to love themselves. And it's really fucking hard when all they see is this hate on TikTok and other social media platforms for their appearance and their looks. It's so true. It's everywhere. It's like ingrained in our culture that like we have the right to tell somebody that they need to clear their face. Like you need to get rid of your acne or what? Like, am I going to be shunned by society? If that person doesn't lose the weight, are they going to be shunned by society? Like we have to get out of this narrative that like we need to force people to look a certain way, like have a certain character that they step into. And that's what's for them. Like everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's dealing with their own shit. Like leave people alone. Like just focus on you. Like we are all walking, talking hypocrites. We're all projecting our bullshit onto people. And if we're not careful of that, like we could seriously fuck some people up. Like I still remember things that were said in innocence 
to me years ago that still live in my head today. I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have horse hair? Oh my God, I love your hair. Thank you. But like, I remember things like when I was younger and people like I have thick hair. It's when I was younger, like I think I had the thickest hair of all my friends and it was frizzy and big. And I remember, you know, my hair being brushed before a cheer competition and they said that I had horse hair. And I was like, that never left me. So I always was insecure about my hair because I'm like, I'm not a horse. you know. I would say more mermaid hair, mermaid hair. <laughs> yeah, it was more of like a childhood thing. But like, think about the users of people on TikTok or social media. They're all really young kids. And like, like some people were my age when that horse hair comment came. Like, imagine the stuff they're being infiltrated with today. So like, we have to go back in and put the good back in and lead by example, because otherwise we're just going to be littered with more idiots. I actually dread the day like my my seven year old. I dread the day she goes on like social media and TikTok because she's already so conscious. You know, she had chicken pox last week and she is so like she her face was covered and she was so conscious about going back to school. Mm-hmm. She's seven. Yeah. You know, that's such a hard age, too, because they're like really stepping into like, who am I like, Mm -hmm. who am I around other people? Who am I amongst other people? And so that's why I think it's really the journey I've been sharing is really powerful because it's like, oh, I see that there's other people like me. I'm not alone. So I think that's really cool. That's been very rewarding. Yeah. And like I saw. I don't know if it was TikTok or somewhere that showed it to me um, that like David Beckham's daughter uh, was getting stick in the press for being, you know, she's not fat. Let's get that straight. This girl is not fat. She's a little bit pudgy, you know, for her age. And that happened to me. Like I, I went like that when I was younger. I've had an up and down journey with weight, let me tell you. But that happened to me. It was like just before I came into my womanhood, I put on these few extra layers. And then the minute I got my period, my first period, it just kind of dropped off. Um, a hormonal thing, right? It happens to a lot of little girls. Yes. And I think it's terrible. And thank God she is not on social media because, you know, she's a big name. Like, how can that affect someone? It's just I know. insane. It's like, please just don't. Um, yeah, well, with my weight journey then, so after I, you know, got into my 20s, like I, it all dropped off. Then I had kids and it all came back on. And what we, you know, so I get that as well. And it's the same with you and your skin. It's like you're expected to be a certain size as well. And if you are overweight, you're seen as unhealthy and not, you know, looking after yourself. And like, we have a very healthy diet in this house. Like my husband is meticulous about health and fitness and he cooks, right? So like we have an incredibly healthy diet and it's it's not that, it's not like someone who's putting on weight doesn't mean they're sitting there like eating chocolate bar after chocolate bar. Sometimes it's other factors and people have to realize that and not be so critical. So, and the same with your skin, right? Yes. That runs a lot deeper and it is very true about what you're putting into your body. Yes, I know that, but it runs a lot deeper. Like there's hormones at play. There's so much, there's emotions at play, you know? Yeah. There is so much else going on. Yes, it's so true. And like not, 
everything is the same for everybody too. Like yes, with with acne, my acne could be caused by a, a breakout that is from like something like a shaving with a dirty dermaplane razor, right? Or it could be because I was picking, or it could be because I had a shit ton of dairy. Or because my hormones were crashing and spiking, or maybe I'm not digesting right. My body's like getting toxins out other ways. Like there is not one way or one reason that people break out, but I feel like everybody is so quick to be like, you just take the Accutane. <laughs> this is the only thing that's going to work. And I kind of got notorious on TikTok for doing it the holistic way. And whether or not like you want to, do it that way or you want to just go get a pharmaceutical and take Accutane or Spiritolactone, like good for you. But I really was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start with my gut health because I know that my gut is my second brain. And if my gut is off, then shit is out of whack. And some people did not like that. Some people did. And I think that's really, it's been such a blessing in the journey, like being able to understand my body in that way and just see myself in a new light and understand myself more. Like I learned that I'm not digesting food correctly. And then I learned that that's because my body's been in fight or flight. So with my food not digesting correctly, my hormones and androgen levels are processing, right? They're not getting out of my body. Like there's all of these things and all of these reasons start to build on top of each other. This is a total high thought, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like going down the, the rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, you take a pill and you can just hopefully the oil production is your only problem. And that's why you need Accutane. Or you could start asking more questions and getting to know your body more. I think it's really something that not a lot of people in society even like have, I feel like a lot of people don't have a relationship with their body. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think we subconsciously are like, we separate the two. Like, yeah, we look in the mirror and we're like, this is me. But we also look in the mirror and go, oh, I hate my arms, you know, but like your arm is a part of you, mm -hmm. you know, like let's do something to support our arms or like, I don't know. It sounds like such a woo woo feng shui. I don't know. Like like get in touch with your body, but it's true. Like we need to move and eat right. And like notice our triggers and like, or when our flare ups are happening, like I've heard a lot of people who have like arthritis or psoriasis or any of those like autoimmune things that a lot of it has to do with the food that they're eating. Like they're eating super inflammatory that comes up and I am just rambling. I'm so sorry. Did you have questions? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> loving this. But like, the, the, do you know what I was thinking? I was like, have you tried breath work? I love breath work, especially when I'm feeling anxious. But I haven't done like a breath work, breath work YouTube or something where it's like you're doing it like that. And I really want to. I actually had a guest on last week and her, her, the podcast with her will, will be out, say a week before your one will. And she has practiced as a breathwork practitioner um, or she has trained and she talked about like trauma, you know, leaving the body, like it needs to leave the body. So a lot of the time when it's to do with our hormones and stress levels and cortisol levels and all the things, it can be that you're trapping like trauma in your body. And again, it sounds super woo, but it is incredible how you feel after it. I believe it. Yeah. So like her experience, she 
describes her experience that her first experience that she had with breath work. And again, like she'd be spiritual, but she was still a bit like the woo stuff makes her awkward, like it does for a lot of people. Right. She was like, this is a bit of an awkward situation. But she went in and did the session and it was transformational. Really? Yeah. And just so many different practices and um, breathwork practices that have been helping so many people that I know. I do it for smaller things like migraines and, you know, anxiety and stuff like that. Um, and it works tremendously. Really? I've done one long session for 90 minutes. And in that session, it brought up childhood shit that I had never remembered before in my life. What? Yes, it was crazy. And afterwards, I couldn't remember. It just went out? It just went out again. I was like, something happened in there. And I remember there being stuff that I didn't know. And then afterwards, gone. Cannot tell you now what it was. Like, no idea. But you just you just remember there was something that came up that was like cleared spiritually, gone. Yeah, it was like something from childhood. And I remember thinking at the time during the breathwork session, like, what is this memory? Like, I've never seen this memory before. Yeah. And then afterwards, I couldn't remember what the memory was. It was very weird. Oh, my God. That is crazy. I need to see if there's some in my area because that sounds amazing. Like, I know when I'm having like anxious thoughts or anything like panicking, like if I just immediately go down and focus on my breath, like breathing in, like box breathing, doing the five by five by five by five or whatever, um, or just like seeing how deep of a belly breath I can do and like just doing it over and over. I notice that like my mind starts like, I almost get like a rush of serotonin and I don't know if that's a thing, is it? Yeah, you're basically going to get this, you know, happy hormone when you do it. And it is so incredibly wonderful to know that we actually have this within ourselves. Like we don't have to go and pay for you know, crazy medication to heal. We have this within our own breath, simply us by breathing. Like it's crazy to me, but so good. So good. So yeah, maybe that is something you can try and like share on your TikTok. Would love that. Yes. No, I, I definitely want to try some of that. I had a panic attack this last weekend. Um, and it was induced by magic mushrooms. Okay. I, <laughs> Well, I was microdosing and I've talked about that on my, my socials. I'm, am I getting too raw here? Like, should I shut up? No, <laughs> go, go, go. Okay. So Tell. I, I have been microdosing and I absolutely love it. We'll never quit. Like it makes me feel so good. Like I have more energy. I, my levels of like mood swings, even down, um, you know, like my, I feel like my hormones I don't know if it does anything for my hormones, but I feel like it just makes me more even killed and just like more present in the moment with my kids and more patient. And I don't know how a mushroom can do that, but I felt it ever since taking them. So that's my testimony. Well, you know, they're plants and plants have such power. Like, so. Yeah, that's my thought. I'm like, God put this on the earth. Right. And then like the government banned it. Like it literally grows wild. Okay. <laughs> like nobody's out here planting that. And how did they even know they had to eat it first and figure it out anyway. So I was like, okay, I really like this, but I kind of want to experience mushrooms because I've been hearing that people have been doing these like larger trips and having revelations. And I was like, well, maybe I can do this with my, you know, and explore something. Anyway, I ended up in full panic attack at like three grams. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so my husband I like started shaking because I was like, oh my God, this like just feels, I hate that feeling. Like you're so caught in your head. You 
like feel like you want to just vomit, like get everything out. I don't know if this is normal and I feel really weird talking about this, but it, it is what it is. Like it's the truth. That's what happened. I wanted to see my limits and I found them and I will never do it again. Uh, but I still think microdosing is amazing. What was that? Where was I going with this? Oh, and then I got in my sauna bag <laughs> and I started doing breath work in my sauna bag. Okay. And I kid you not, I passed out. Really? Yeah. And you know, have you ever had a panic attack? No, I think I've been pretty close, but never actually. I've seen people have a panic attack though. Yeah. Oh, it's literally miserable. Like you, it's like you're trapped in your own body. It's, it's horrible, but being able to like, honestly have that tool of breath work and like know about it and also have the sauna bag that I could get in. And it just feels like a warm hug because it's a weighted and heated blanket. I guess the cheap version of this would be like, if you had a heated, a heating pad and then like a weighted blanket or something, I don't know, but it, it was just so crazy that those two things like help just like bind that demon. <laughs> yeah. And it- available to you you know yeah. available to you like particularly breath work like it's you don't need anything you just need you it's free and that could change lives like if if all the anger in the world could be met with breath work could you imagine where we would be oh my gosh yeah it's a god-given thing like it's literally your lungs it's breathing in and out yeah and like they've been telling people to do it during labor for years Right. So why not use it for other pain and other things? That's such a good point, Katie, about labor and delivery. Like that's literally the number one tool that you use to get through that extreme pain. Could you imagine if you met your emotional pain with breath work the same way you would do physical pain? Mm -hmm. Someone's panicking and it's like, okay, breathe. You know, that's the first thing you say to them, like breathe when you're trying to calm someone down and that is so true. So flipping true. That is, it's so powerful. I never even thought about it like that. I'm like, I'm learning so much right now. But guys, don't judge me for doing magic mushrooms one time, okay? I feel a little <laughs> bit insecure about it. We're <laughs> not. We're spilling all. We're real raw. And this is uh, an explicit podcast. So do not worry. Um, I want to, I want to ask you some questions about TikTok, right? Because I know we're going to have eager beavers on here wondering, how the fuck do I grow on TikTok? Ooh, yes. So Phil, what would you do? What would you do if you were to look back? What do you think worked? I think just being 100% fucking honest, 100% vulnerable, honest, just being open and taking people on a part of a journey with you. So it gives them something to come back for, right? It's not just like your one-off viral video and now you're like, well, I don't know what to do with this, you know? And you want to make a journey too, because what's going to happen if you don't is you're going to have that one-off viral video and that's the only thing people are going to want to see from you. So you're going to have to make it into a journey or to a multiple part thing. So you might as well be like, you know what? I'm going to remodel my house just for funsies, funsies. And I'm going to take you guys along the whole process with me. I'm going to show you what I'm doing. And then who knows, you could get a brand sponsorship and get free PR from furniture companies, like by just tagging them on your social, like it's, it's insane what's available to you right now in the economy that we are in. Like brands will send you stuff for free. You can get paid to work with brands or to make user generated content videos for brands and send it over to them. 
like, and then they use it on their channels. You could post it on yours. Like there's so much opportunity there for you just as a creator or someone who's hanging out on the internet. That's kind of always been my theory. Like if you're going to spend as much time as you do on the internet, you should probably start making money there. Exactly. And that's why I started digital. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many people that have massive accounts and don't do anything with it. Like don't make a living off it. But like you put up a lot of content, right? You're incredible at putting out content and being consistent. And I think that word like consistent is what kills a lot of creators because sometimes it's hard to keep that consistency up. So how, like, what's your process? Like when you're doing TikToks, have you got any strategy? Have you got any process that you go through? Or are you responsive to kind of what's going on in your life and what's going on in your community? The number one thing that I tell people about showing up on TikTok, that's the most important when it comes to getting on and being consistent is making in the moment content. Like don't have this like, three month TikTok plan of content that you're going to put out every single day. Like it's not going to come off authentic. It's not going to be in line with the trends. The music that you have saved on there probably won't be in style anymore. Like, like when you can show up in the moment with that idea, you know, when you're first creating an idea and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then all the pieces start coming together and you have this fire and this passion about it before you start overthinking it, literally pull out your phone and record right then. And then when you are actually uploading it to TikTok and don't be afraid to ramble either because you can like splice, you know, pieces out too. just pull your phone out. Just start rambling for, I don't care if it's a 10 minute video, whatever you can splice it back when you get on TikTok and get your point out too. So you can, you can start with a super powerful video just by having an idea. I mean, just honestly, what's most important is coming to the camera with passion and honesty and vulnerability and being like, Hey, I'm a human too. Guess what? I fucked up. I'm not perfect. You know, and look how, look how messed up my life is. That's what people want to see because they want to know they're not alone. They want to cultivate that community with other people who have acne, other people who are messy as fuck, other people who run a business, other people who our parents, like we create all of these little communities based on our lives. So like, it's super important too, that you show those aspects that you want to build community with. Like, I don't have like a huge parent community. I don't think maybe I do, but I don't really talk about my kids on TikTok or show them. I should say, I try not to, cause I want to keep them a little bit private. But, um, like if I were to start talking about it, then I would have more parents coming into my audience, but I don't really talk about it. So that's why I tell people don't niche down, talk about whatever you want, because you're going to start creating all these little pockets of people who just like you for you and what you and them have in common. It's like that parasocial relationship, right? (laughs) Where it's like, I, I put this information out in the world and you either take it or you don't. And if you take it, we're friends, we're homies, right? If you don't, then you find another creator that you do vibe with. So I think it's just putting yourself out there, being yourself, like show your personality, do it in the moment, be passionate, be creative. Don't think in rules of like, Oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. I would recommend when you upload that video to get to a point, like usually when you first start talking, you're kind of rambling, but then you get to a point where you say something and it's like a hook where you're like, and then I killed him or something. And then no, sorry, that's not a good example. I don't know what a good, a good hook would just come up. Like this weekend, I ate 
a whole bunch of dairy broke out and or something like that. I don't know. Some hook and then you start the thing there. Like that's what I'd recommend is kind of trimming it from the front when you're like first beginning to get your thought out and just get the thought out. Because think about it. You have like less than a second to grab someone's attention realistically. Oh, okay, three seconds. But three seconds to grab someone's attention. Like your first, what comes out of your mouth better be good. And also start your video with your mouth open. Yeah. So you're already like forming the word. Love that. And you you touch on a point there, which is like, you know, show behind the scenes. So the curiosity, right? I teach my students, my clients about curiosity marketing because we're all nosy fuckers. Like everyone wants to know. It's so true. We are all nosy. We are. I remember I did a boomerang. I was like, I'm going to prove this point. And I did a boomerang. I cleaned out my fridge and I did a boomerang of the fridge, right? At Instagram stories. And then on the next slide, I put up a poll and I said, how many of you paused that boomerang to see what was in my fridge? And like 96% were like, yes, guilty, me. Because we're all nosy. We want to see the deets, right? I have to do that. I'm going to do that today. Now I want to know what my numbers would be. That is a, that is so funny, but it's so true. Like I would have paused and looked at what you bought. Because I want to see like if we have any of the same things. Yeah. I want to see if there's anything new I can learn. Yeah. How does she organize it? You know, you, you want to know. Yes. That's why when people are like, oh, you're an influencer. I'm like, we are all influencers. Like when you put yourself out there, that in itself is being influential. Like leaders stand up and they put themselves out there. They say their opinions. They give their ideas. Like they put that out into the world. So if you're doing that on social media, yeah, you are an influencer. You are influencing someone's life, whether you know it or not. Yes, exactly. So, for example, a lot of the listeners here will be business focused, right? And they'll be either thinking of starting a podcast, not a podcast, TikTok, or they've just started and they're trying to grow TikTok right now. And all of them, from what I have seen, including myself, are putting out educational type content, business focused content. For me, I put up snippets of the podcast And mine is under particularly is under like Rebel Rising as a brand. Do you think in your personal opinion that it would be better served if I was just me, just Katie Diffley on uh, TikTok? Yes, I do. Because I think you are the umbrella that essentially we're you're trying to sell like everything else trickles under you. So if if you can sell the people on yourself as you, as the leader, the creative, the innovator, the badass, the mom, the whatever you want to be known for, if you can establish yourself as that bitch, then any, everything else that you present into the world, people are already going to have that trust built. That trust factor is slam dunk out of the park. They already know that what you put out is fire. So that, I mean, and that's the hardest part, right? The no like, and trust factor, like trust that is the hardest of those three to capture. They know you, they like you, but how do how do they trust you? They're going to have to trust you by feeling like they know personal, intimate details about you and your life and the way you think and what your thought process is. And, you know, like... And what's in my fridge? Yeah, and if you show up honest on social media about things that may be hard to be honest about, let's say it's like anxiety, mental health, like, a shit job you did with a client, whatever, 
then they are going to know that they can trust you because let's say it's a client to client thing, right? You get on there and say, Hey, I had a really bad time with this client. This is what happened, but this is how we remedied it. This is how we came to a mutual resolution and now all is well. And she's one of my best friends, whatever. If you put that story out, that sounds like a big failure, but it's also very deep, intimate and authentic and personal. That other business is going to be like, oh, well, she's not going to screw me over because look at this, what happened in this situation. It gives you that trust, even though that kind of thing, like nobody wants to talk about that. Right. But it's authentic. It's vulnerable. It's you give them a peek into who you are in your character as a person in your personality. Business is not anymore just emails back and forth or like, hello, corporate, like professional bullshit. Like people want to know who you are as a person. Like, are you a good dude or not? That's what it's going to always boil down to. Are you a good person or not? And that's what people want to know. And I think that TikTok is very much an outreach platform, right? So it is a platform of influence. It's an outreach platform. And I think that by doing, because I was already toying with this idea. I was like, hmm, should I just be like me and just a bit of business life, everything on there? Um, But it is that outreach platform. So you reach a lot of different people. I think, you know, in terms of like your following and if you're an entrepreneur, the likelihood of you having multiple businesses is very likely. Are you going to start 7,000 social media accounts you have to run to run those too? Like, no, pop up a website and talk about it on your personal platform that everybody knows, loves and trusts you on already. And if they need something like that, they're naturally going to grab it. If not, then they're going to wait until you start sent putting up your affiliate links for your furniture. Uh, exactly. And you know what? I have a controversial topic to ask you about. Ooh. What are your thoughts on the US pulling TikTok out of the US? What are your thoughts there that it might be shut down? I think it's stupid. Insert eye roll. <laughs> Insert eye roll. I think it's really stupid because number one, like think about all the sh- privacy shit with Meta and Google. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, really? Okay, because it's not foreign. Not foreign. It's it's so dumb for me. But also, I think about all the people who have small businesses, all the creators, all the influencers, all of the personal brands, all of the people who, you know, have something to share, ideas, who have made a living by sharing them on TikTok. And now the, the U.S. is going to pull the plug on that because there are about the the China information. Like I gave my information to TikTok. Like I, I did that. I acknowledged that and signed up anyway and continue creating. And I overshare on the internet every day. It's not like everybody can't see what I'm posting. Like I'm not obviously trying to hide anything, you know? Um, and I, I just think it's really sad for the people if they do take it away, whose livelihoods will be taken away. I know they'll rebuild on other platforms and I think that's why it's a good reminder to be on multiple different platforms. Like, I I think that you should at least be starting a presence on YouTube and, um, I mean, Twitter, like all of the major platforms, like have some kind of account there that people can like find you on and keep up with you, especially if they're going to take TikTok away. Like you want to, to have that, but still, I just think it's, I think the government is looking in their wrong areas I I I have my conspiracies about them but let's just say that I do not trust them and I don't think I don't see why anybody would honestly I don't I I genuinely don't know one person who's like yes I trust my government has my back (laughs) yes and like 
are you now putting prep in place for moving people from TikTok to another platform? Is that something that you're looking to do? Um, yeah, I always mention at least like two to three times a week to like follow me on these other platforms and join my email list. And I, I plug everywhere else I am. Um, but I think my biggest strategy so far has been to just start creating on other platforms too, because you want to be ahead of the game, right? Like, so I'm not putting as much time and energy on creating this beautiful, wonderful content for TikTok. I'm thinking more like, okay, what can I put on shorts? What can I put on, um, Instagram? How can I start leveraging like my audience through PR? Like can share with my network on LinkedIn about like the business insider thing, like just getting more, not even necessarily having like a strategy going into it, honestly, but just being more active on all of these other platforms because it takes two seconds. And honestly, we overthink so much of that, like that we have to be on like immediately to blow up on there and like have this big strategy to start. And I think it's overwhelming. So I'm like, I'm just going to start posting little things, leaving little trails everywhere. And I, I just believe everything will work itself out and people will figure it out. It's going to happen. I'm interested to see what happens if they do, though. I think there will be a huge uproar. Oh, my God. Yeah, like totally. Because it's not just, you know, you're taking away people's livelihoods. You're taking away business opportunity. You're taking away, you know, their income by doing this. True. Like that, that is not going to go down easy. No, no, for sure. What about Telegram? I don't know anything about Telegram. So maybe that's one I should get on. It's starting to get really popular in the UK and Ireland. And what I'm seeing is bigger, you know, entrepreneurs and, and influencers that are starting a community on Telegram so, because it's free, right? So it's kind of like WhatsApp or, but you don't have to have your number, right? So it's like you have a profile. Yeah. And people can join through a link. You can put up broadcasts and people can comment under those broadcasts. You can go live. You can, you know, attach things, photos, whatever, videos, whatever. But it is, there's no algorithm as in, I'm sure there's an algorithm, but there's, you're not fighting against an algorithm to get your content seen. It's going directly into the inbox of your community. Oh. So it's like a Voxer or WhatsApp. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm going to write that down. I really like it over there. I do really like it. I like, I'm only in a few groups, but like, you know, they're, it's not like where you have to be putting up loads of content every day. It's like, you know, they might just do one post and that's perfect because I get to consume that one post and that's it. And it's yeah. so good. So I have my groups over there. So my mastermind, my clients are all done through Telegram now. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Okay. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Like a community off TikTok or Instagram or any algorithm based social media, you know, can't hurt. So I think that's another way that we can start to safety net our people yes oh my gosh totally tell me about like your I want to know more about your your skin journey right because we touched on it a little bit but I want to want to hear it from you as in what do you think you've tried loads of like natural things now so what do you think has worked the best for you lifestyle diet and skincare routine changes so the the lifestyle changes is like not picking my face um you know, changing like what kind of towel I use, lowering my stress levels, like doing all of those things that we, that contribute to stress in our lives, um, or stress on our skin or 
that kind of thing. But then also diet. So the holistic internal part where um, I was eating a lot of inflammatory foods and that created an environment for my acne to thrive and be super red and just angry and continue to, you know, have the slightest little thing become something huge because there's just, it's just building inflammation. So cutting out inflammatory foods. So cutting, honestly, starting to eat as like a paleo lithic type diet that has helped so much. Um, just for me to be able to like not eat the processed foods, the hydrogenated oils, the dairy, the, you know, just the crap that we put into our bodies. Like I, I truly do think the food that we eat is making us sick. And then it feeds like a whole different farmer and everything, but that's a podcast for another day. Um, and then the skincare routine, that is something that I, I was doing skin cycling before, but then I think I, I really messed it up because I dermaplane with a dirty at home dermaplaner. I would not recommend, but I now do skin cycling and I have better products. Like I'm so thankful and blessed that all of these companies have sent me products. Like I just have so many to play with and try. So I have some of the best skincare on the market right now. And I'm constantly looking for great new skincare. That's going to help my skin just be better. Um, so I'm on a skin cycling routine now. So every three nights it, it starts over. So the first night is I use a retinol second night. I use an actual like glycolic peel. And then the third night I moisturize and then restart the whole cycle. So my skin, I'm forcing it to constantly turn over. So it not only helps with acne, but it also helps with the pigmentation and scarring and just overall texture of my skin. And I really like that. And I think that that has made the biggest difference. And I think skincare is absolutely a must, especially if you have acne or you're concerned about fine lines and wrinkles or whatever, like start when you're young, like you don't have to get all of the, these massive products. Like you don't have to start getting Botox and whatever, like, but just take care of your skin, like keep it moisturized, keep it like you know how we have to drink water so we don't start shriveling up and we don't get achy and crampy? Like, think of your skin like a place that needs to be watered. Like, it's a beautiful flower. <laughs> Water it. And you know what? Like, skincare, I think when you're younger, it's like, you know, it's like you grab the, 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 mis- is it called miscator water? Mis- miscator water? water. Micellar water, that's it. And the, like, the wipes and stuff for handiness. But they're actually terrible for your skin. Horrible. Oh my gosh. The makeup wipes. Oh, you're just smearing it around and just like tugging on. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, it tugs on your skin, which is big time, like not good. I'm a skincare fanatic as well. I love my skincare, but I switch to all natural products as well because my own journey, like I had very red, aggressive um, psoriasis on my face. And I switched to essential oils and natural oils like coconut oil and rosehip and jojoba oil. And I have never had redness since. Really? So there you go. That's amazing. I'm proud mm-hmm. of you. I think you told me that before. Yeah, it's like if you actually like look into your skin deeper and look into the products that you're using, there is a lot you can do. I've never heard of skin cycling, actually. I've heard of like, you know, food cycling and diet cycling and all the things, but never with skin. And it makes so much sense. 
Yeah. It like forces your skin to turn over and heal itself every single day. Yeah. Have you had, cause I think you've had microneedling. Yes. Yeah. I've had two microneedling treatments done recently ish. Um, and I mean, it was in the last couple years and I had this scar right here. If you're watching the video up at the very top left of my forehead, I just use my fingers and like right versus left. And that scar went down substantially. It was very deep from when I first got it. So microneedling helps a ton with scarring and pigmentation and whatnot, but it is not cheap. So if you want the cheaper route, that's doing an at-home routine that like makes your skin exfoliate like that. Um, but I do want to get more microneedling done for sure. Yeah. And like, again, one of the, another simple thing for your skin is like you said, like switching up your towels like that, you know, and not using the same towels, it's dirty and cleaning your makeup brushes. Like how many women don't clean their makeup brushes? I mean, like you have to clean them. Like it's a chore. Like that's just a part of being a woman and putting makeup on. I mean, I guess men can wear makeup too, obviously, but you know, it's that kind of thing. Like if you're going to be using it, you got to clean it too. So, I mean, it all, there's so many things that can affect your skin. Like it's not just one thing. And I think it's just being mindful of like that goes into lifestyle. Like what little changes can you make in your lifestyle that will help overall with your acne, your psoriasis, whatever, skincare, your skin. Yeah. Have you tried the, um, icing the skin icing yeah I love that it's so good especially if you have breakouts what is it called it's not called icing it's called something else what is it called that's what I call it just icing my skin yeah you just like put the ice on your skin yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it works too especially if you have an angry breakout yeah that's I've heard that that is really good and like we were always told so I I was a beautician like I studied beauty therapy and we were always told to have like tepid water and you know never cold water for your skin and now we're told to actually ice your skin so it's like mad how things change yeah it's it's there's always a new rule always a new standard there's always something but I think it's really what's important for each of us is just to find what works for us because some things could work for you and some things could not work for you but that's why it's an act it's an acne journey it's a skin journey because everybody's skin is so different everybody is different. Your environment's different. Your food's different. Your lifestyle, your stress levels, your hormones, your genetics, your like literally everything about you is different. So there's not one blanket thing that is going to help. Mm, yeah, totally. Totally agree. And are you in, are you in your house now or are you in your RV? We're in our house, but we just got an inquiry for someone to come tomorrow, which is tempting, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, Alexi. I really don't. I actually had this conversation with my husband last night because I was saying, I was telling him about you coming on to the podcast. And I said, do you know that she rents out her house on Airbnb and will stay in an RV beside the house with the kids and everything? He was like, oh God, that's so much hassle. I know it's so much work. It's so stressful. And I'm, I'm just enjoying being in the house. I'm like, oh, but the money is nice, but not being displaced. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm taking a break from it right this second until May. 
Hopefully, or after April 12th. Because the summer will be busy, right? Oh, yes. We have a wedding we're hosting at our house this year. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. That is super amazing. Well, you are certainly one multi-passionate entrepreneur, woman, superwoman, super mama. I just, I'm in awe of everything that you do. And as always, I love our conversations and our chats. And tell, if you don't mind sharing like where people can come follow your journey on all your socials. And if you've got any offers or anything going on right now that they can avail of, please do share. Yes. So I, you can find me on any social platform at Alexi McKinley, spelled A-L-E-X-I-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y. I'm trying to be consistent on all the platforms. So just, just go to whatever one you fancy. Um, I also do some education and consulting. So I have some workshops that I run for DIY PR and visibility you want to start working with brands, get people on your podcast, be on other people's podcasts, get in the media, really just get your name out there. I do um, consulting for that as well, or intensives for TikTok or Instagram social. Like if you want me to work with you one-on-one or in a educational setting, please send me a DM and I would love to chat with you about what your needs are specifically. I also do Voxer coaching. That is um, pocket coaching that we can just chat all day, every day. Multi-passionate, as I said. Yeah, see, right? I have so many different little things. Yeah, she can teach you how to create an Airbnb business as well, how to look after your skin. That's true. So, Eddie. That's true. I will leave all of your socials, everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been wonderful and we will do this again soon. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time. (laughs) 